Good morning, campers, and welcome to Camp Cryptid. We're your hosts, Louis Stardust and Erica Fett. What's up, you nifty narwhals? What a great choice for today's episode, Erica. Nifty narwhals, that's so freaking cute. I know, we're so excited. Uh, you know, we had so much fun testing out the waters, literally, <laughs> with uh, going into cryptids of the sea and all of the weird, like, creatures, um... And there are so many that like the the our talk of the ocean could literally go on for depths and depths. <laughs> I'm so stupid today. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. That's what we're here. That's what we're here to see. We're here for that. It's a rainy day, and I'm stuck inside. And I've been reading about Atlantis all day. Okay, damn it. So I'm ready for this. <laughs> No, I love that. Um, yeah, so last week we did um, kind of like cryptids and other sea creatures. We talked about how the ocean itself is a deep vast of just scary nature because we don't know what goes on there. Um, and that brought us to talking about cryptids. And then this week we wanted to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, ghost ships and other strange occurrences and ocean mysteries and things that just can't be explained. So I thought that uh, we could start with a few different things today. Um so what's it what'd you say here i didn't read this part i'm sorry oh, no, you're good. <laughs> uh there were many sea creatures we didn't touch on and hearing stories submitted from listeners on our website about creepy sea stuff has been amazing um so if you guys do have any other stories we're doing a third part next week uh which is going to be all about little swampy things too so if you have any kind of stories you want to submit to camp cryptid make sure you go over to our website campcryptidpodcast.com or check out our reddit yeah the reddit has been off the hook lately and i'm so excited we're almost at like 300 people which is like so amazing to us like it makes my yes. day to see like people sharing stories uh commenting on our posts so you know if you just want to post anything or you find a cool story or see some badass art feel free to share it in our reddit because it's just been really fun to have everybody interact so Thanks again for being the coolest birds on the block. So when we were kind of brainstorming ideas, you know, we thought about the ocean and like, you know, uh, the cryptids, but then there's a whole other side of ocean mysteries. And that's, you know, involving things like ghost ships and, you know, um, sea lore that has been kind of passed down throughout, um, you know, different generations of like seamen and stuff. So uh, when it, you know, we started talking about um, haunted ships. The first one that came to mind was the Queen Mary. And Lou and I have literally talked about going and visiting this for like years and years now. Like literally probably one of the first times we probably went to L.A. We were I mean, we always like to do weird stuff like this together. So um, but for those of you who are listening who don't really know what the Queen Mary is, it's basically a ship uh, that was um, built to be kind of like a replica of the Titanic, but it's actually bigger than, than the Titanic. It's a beautiful ship. Uh, everything is kind of designed to be like Art Deco on the inside. So it's very, very extravagant and very pretty. Um, so the thing about this ship though, is it's kind of been, um, I wouldn't say like cursed, but there's been a lot of deaths on board. Uh, since the 1930s, there's been said to be over 40 people who have died. A lot of them have been because of like natural causes, like heart attacks or, um, you know, uh, the Queen Mary was used in World War II to transport people. So there have been people who died because of bad, uh, conditions on the ship or it being too hot or too cold because of ventilation. 
Uh, but there have been some freak accidents on the Queen Mary. And one of those freak accidents is a man who was down kind of in like uh, like the, the depths of the ship was actually crushed by a large metal mechanical door um, during a drill. I mean, uh, I've been to this ship and the door is, it's very thick and it's very eerie. And it's also eerie because this door happened to be door number 13 as well. So. Oh my gosh. Of course. Like it can't be like, I uh, like 23 or, you know, like a number that's like, you know, no, it's number 13. So yeah, door number 13 is where, um, that poor lad was crushed to death. Uh, another weird occurrence, though, on the Queen Mary is where a guy actually took a swig of what he thought to be gin, and it actually turned out to be um, cleaning liquid. So he actually died due to poisoning himself. Um, or some people say that he was poisoned, but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, so other than, like, those two freak deaths, you know, the Queen Mary was known for burials at sea due to how many people were dying on the ship uh, during wartime. Uh, people sometimes jumping from the ship are also associated. Uh, stories like that are associated with the Queen Mary. So, you know, the Queen Mary just has a very dark past. Um I was going to say, we did have, like, we've talked about it before, we've had people submit stories for Campfire Tales also about the Queen Mary and stuff. So I feel like there's always, like, different versions of stories from things that happen here. Like, it overall just seems like a very haunted space that, like, many things happen on it. You know what I mean? It's not, like, just the one ghost that you see go around, um, which I think is is interesting how it's more than just one thing. Uh, what you were talking about with number 13, though, I think is is wild not to get too off topic but you notice how it's never a hospital floor it's never a hospital room it's never a uh hotel floor usually and it's like just out of the general fear of it being like a superstition of an unlucky number um but yeah see i love the number 13 i think i used the number 13 in softball growing up (laughs) (laughs) it's a good number taylor swift likes it a whole lot that's her shit she she uses it for everything love that I love threes, though, so I'm like... Me, too. I am with threes. It's always the threes for me. Anytime I do tarot cards, like three of cups, three of something, always. But yeah, the Queen Mary's awesome, though. We can't wait to visit it, so... We should stay there. Yes. Literally, like, I am just literally just... I I am just waiting for the day when we get to go and stay there and explore because it's like... Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. So it's actually docked right now in um, Anaheim, I think is what it is, right? Long Beach okay Long beach yeah 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 it sounds but, right so you know we are so thankful for everybody who submitted a story about the queen mary and if you haven't listened to our campfire tales in the past uh if you're looking for stories where people submit their own experiences those are great to listen to because we kind of read them we kind of dive into like how crazy they are um in the aspect of how many people experience these types of things we also leave this space to to kind of get dissected on reddit so like if you're listening to the episode and you have thoughts on like what it could be or a similar story like that's definitely the place to go and discuss it and we're always in there looking to do that so so you might be a little familiar with this next story we're going to be talking about the flying dutchman ship which surprisingly is actually a real ship and not just a myth Flying Dutchman, I think, is a thing you hear about as a kid a lot. Uh, For me, it's on Spongebob. (laughs) A legend, I guess you would say. Yeah. Uh, But I didn't know it was an actual ship, Erica. Look at you. You see it in Pirates of the Caribbean. I feel like that's like a lot of, you know, it's it's so silly that it's like Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's actually got a lot of actual like myths and legends kind of like ingrained in it. So it's kind of neat. Oh, yeah. The Pirate stories itself, there's like 
lots of not only um like it goes into the Kraken yeah. side of it, right? Where it comes into the lore of things that happen to pirates. And then also, you know, pirates are disgusting. <laughs> and also here's like this ship. So I think pirates themselves just have so many stories and legends. That yeah, are I know. Cool. We, need a, we need a story uh, about a hot pirate that's like a Robin Hood pirate who's like. Yes, please. Well, let's finally get into the Flying Dutchman. Legends say that the ship captain cursed the weather when he was met with terrible winds and storms at the Cape of Good Hope. The ship was cursed to roam the sea, never docking. Uh, sea stories of sailors. This is a tongue twister. Sea stories of sailors out at sea seeing the Flying Dutchman still roaming the seas is exactly why it's considered a bad omen to see it. Sea stories of sailors, <laughs> dude. That was a tongue twister. My goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make a poem about that. I, the Flying Dutchman. So roaming the seas. Did you ever hear? Did you ever hear anything specific like about the Flying Dutchman as a kid, or you just? So the Flying Dutchman I had always heard was like a ghost ship, but you know, a lot of the tales about like sailors seeing them are just basically like um, a lot of people say it's just like fogs or like kind of like oasis yep. out at sea where it's like it looks to be a certain way, but. I would, I mean, I would shit myself if I was out at sea and I saw this giant ghost ship. Like, Just come out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah, because of course, like, when you look up, like, the the, the portraits of it, it's like this creepy-ass, like, ship just surrounded in, like, fall. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous, but it's like, yeah. wow. It's, like, yeah. always really spooky looking, and it's, yeah. like, covered with, like barnacles or like barnacles so, yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> I just, looks... like i just i just want to talk in pirate the rest of the episode and i'm so sorry <laughs> when's national pirate day though i don't know but i wish that it was like on the day we released september this, 19th ah. all right so for pirate day we will do dude there's a pirate festival in in california Oh like, my gosh. yeah, one of the times I actually w went out to see the Queen Mary, I, I was staying at a hotel near the Queen Mary and literally across the way, I was like, I'm hearing like cannonballs go up. I'm like, what is going mm -hmm. on? And I see people walking by me in pirate outfits. And finally we were like, okay, let's just go do it. And it was a sick ass pirate festival. So cool. That's crazy. Yeah. I Very feel cool. like, <laughs> I feel like pirates, when you're like a kid and growing up, it looks so interesting to you. Like it looks like fun For being sure. a pirate. But then when you hear what pirates actually do, you're like, oh, that's really fucking bad. Yeah. Oh, they're so, terrible. Yeah. 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 I feel like <laughs> I feel like that's like a, a fucking like legend or like a, a thing. It's like a piece of history, history, right? But yeah. I also feel like it's like tied to lore. So I feel like that's something. We it's can like, can we just get about. some pirates that are cool adventurers that are just going mm -hmm. to try to find like lost treasures, not trying to hurt anyone else. You know, they're yep. just like, oh man, I'm just trying to find this, you know, lost yep. giant emerald in the Amazon, you know, that's it. Chilling out. That's all, all right. I want. <laughs> yeah. So along with the idea of, you know, Queen Mary and the Flying Dutchman, uh, one other uh, ship that I thought was pretty notable to mention is the Mary Celeste. Um, and the Mary Celeste is essentially a um, a small vessel that was sailing from New York Harbor, and it's, it was on its way to Italy to kind of drop off some of its expensive alcohol to make some of that money money. Um, but it was found four weeks after it had left the New York Harbor, um, and it was found and. Basically, everybody who was supposed to be on it, so the captain, his family, and then the seven crew uh, were nowhere to be found. Um, so... Basically, when people boarded the ship, the Mary Celeste, when they found it, um, 
everything was still there. So all of the gold, all of everybody's belongings, uh, the captain's notes about, you know, uh, the storms that they had encountered on the way prior to that. Um, everything was still there. So people were very confused. Uh, the weird parts about it is the, the compass was smashed. And there was a uh, single rope that was kind of leading from the deck off to the side of the ship. So um, people speculate that basically the captain and his family and the crew may have abandoned the ship. Um, but the fact that they didn't take anything is kind of weird. Um, so a couple different things kind of um, people believe is uh, the, the reasoning for this. So some people say that, uh, you know, the family could have died of fever, you know, because that was not unlikely back then for people to be traveling and to get sick. And then it affects everyone on board, uh, which would totally fucking suck. Like, could you imagine traveling across the sea like you're just chilling, you know, you're probably rocking a lot and then people getting sick on board like pass, man pass it's crazy and it's just um, like it it leaves a lot of room for like disease and for yeah. just like because you're on a ship what are you gonna do yeah you know what i mean yeah so another thing that is kind of weird about this is the night before the mary celeste docked from uh like left new york harbor um he and his wife had um dinner with another captain uh who goes by the name of captain morehouse um and coincidentally, that Captain Morehouse that they had dinner with the night before they left is also who found their ship abandoned. So some people believe that there was either murder or foul play, that this guy basically killed the family um, and took then all the expensive wine that was in the Mary Celeste and, you know, made his money money off of it. Or uh, they think that it was an insurance fraud where, you know, they abandoned the ship, you know, and then uh, he cashed it in and then they got the insurance money. I don't know. It's one of the mysteries of the sea. It's who's who's to, you know what I mean? The weird thing is, is like all of the alcohol was on board and the only thing that was missing was um, out of it is nine barrels of alcohol that was either A, uh, it was drank or some people think that the fumes could have leaked um, and then cause it to be volatile. And then they thought that, oh my God, the ship's going to blow up. So let's abandon it. So there's a couple different theories as to what the hell happened with the Mary Celeste. But one theory that no one talked about is a fucking Kraken. What if a Kraken just came and said, I'm going to take my tentacles and I'm going to suction these people off this ship because the ship's not that big. So I don't know. It could have been. Yeah. I mean, I love the, the, <laughs> your, your explosive theory on a Kraken, but it's also possible that like there's some other sea creature that could have done something like that. Yeah. You yeah. know, very easily, um, you know, not to blame the sharks. I know they're not trying to eat everybody, but, you know, maybe that was a different time. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that's the Mary Celeste. Mystery of the ocean. Kind of leading on to the Mary Celeste, I, th I there was a, an article recently about how a ship lost from a famous explorer by the name of Shackleton was lost forever, um, they thought, uh, after it was exploring the, I believe, Antarctic, Antarctica, I believe, the Arctic uh, Ocean. I'll have to get the exact location. But they found this ship preserved, like almost like perfectly underwater wow. in these icy regions. And uh, so it's pretty cool because the cool thing about it is Shackleton, they had to abandon this thing, but I believe that his entire crew, they made it out alive, which is great. But yeah, so I'll, I'll link that in our Reddit about the story about the endurance. But I thought that was kind of cool how, you know, the ocean has preserved that, you know, explorer's ship completely. And it's, it's pretty cool. So 
I wonder if there was anything cool inside. I know. I'm like, ooh. It's pretty (laughs) impressive. Yeah. When we started, we were going to talk about the ocean. I right away was like, we should talk about the Bermuda Triangle because that is the one thing you hear about when people go on cruises. They're like, oh, no, we're going to go through the Bermuda Triangle and it's this big thing. Uh, But we did mention we want to do a conspiracy episode. So I'm thinking that we can maybe do some stuff with the Bermuda Triangle in there. Absolutely. Uh, And this is a perfect time. Again, if you are listening and you have a story of your own, maybe you've been on a cruise. Maybe you went through the damn Bermuda Triangle. Please let us know. We want to hear anything about that. Yeah. Well, because some people say that the Bermuda Triangle isn't an isolated type of thing, that there's different Mm -hmm. areas in the entire Earth that has the same types of like, almost like, I don't know, like occurrences. So I would be interested if anybody has any experiences. Yes. Let us know. Uh, Some off of the Bermuda Triangle, though, uh, there is Atlantis because it's a deep little ocean space that we've heard not little it's big as fuck we've heard about it forever um there's of course a disney movie on it that did not get do well in its theatrical release actually i don't even know if i got a theatrical i think i might i think it might went straight to dvd either way it's fucking good atlantis is good all right <laughs> underrated.com <laughs> yes and you hear about atlantis and things like it in so many other movies yeah. and uh you know aquaman yeah He's got his own his own little Chilling, Atlantis. Yeah. You hear about it for for everything. So, um, do you want to talk about it, and then we can kind of hear our, our own theories on Atlantis? Yeah. So, uh, for the most part, you know, researchers say that it, Atlantis is fictional. There hasn't been anything that points to it being an actual place, uh, which is why there's a couple different theories as to where the hell Atlantis could be. Uh, you know, in traditional movie depictions, it's usually like this beautiful underground city where there's like these mermaid type of like Zeus type of Poseidon creatures that are just thriving. You know, they're like, you know, it's a good time. Uh, but the first type of like depictions of um, Atlantis that are even on record are actually by Plato. Uh, so, uh, you know, Socrates taught Plato, Plato taught Aristotle. Um, so Plato is like that, that, that homie that you want to listen to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so basically... Plato describes uh, Atlantis in a couple different dialogues. There is one with Timaeus, uh, and there's also one with Critias, I believe, is the name. Or, yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, if I am mispronouncing it, please roast me <laughs> in the comments. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, but basically, uh, he first described Atlantis as almost a utopian society. Basically, uh, it was very wealthy, very advanced navally and militarily. Uh, you know, they freed people who were, uh, you know, enslaved around the region. Like, you know, these were just people who were just trying to to kind of strive for, uh, you know, to be, you know, good humans. Uh But uh, Plato also described Atlantis as being accessed by a canal, which uh, keep that in mind because that's important to kind of like what I personally think about Atlantis after like doing a ton of fucking research about this shit because it's so interesting. Um, But uh, but he also said that the reason why Atlantis isn't around uh, is basically because very uh, catastrophic earthquakes and uh, floods that were incredibly deadly uh, basically acted as almost like uh, like um, just basically engulfed everybody and swallowed them into the ocean. And then everywhere around that was kind of like uh, almost like a quicksand. Uh, it was very muddy and it was hard to navigate. 
Um, so, uh, th like I said, uh, the good thing about this is if you ever want to read these uh, dialogues by Plato, um, they're actually in public domain. So I'll make sure to tag them and, and post the actual text. The one isn't too long. I think the one is like two pages and the other one might be like a little bit longer, but I'll post those. So if you want to go read and do your own Atlantis research, I'll, I'll post all of that in our Reddit so you can read it. But um, so basically through all these texts, he explains that like... Uh, Atlantis might have a couple of mountains in the region, and uh, there was three structures that were land structures in Atlantis that were almost like rings. Well, there's a ricot structure that is um, basically in the Sahara Desert uh, off the coast of, uh, well, it's off basically in, Mar like almost in Mauritania, I think. Uh, but this is a very unique structure. And if you've never heard of it, I highly recommend you uh, sit down and take like a look at what this structure looks like because it's very interesting. Um, they've already done research to show that one, it wasn't an asteroid or anything from outside of Earth that caused this type of formation. Um, and two, the way that it's kind of dug out, it almost looks like there's an actual canal that's leading from this, this structure to the ocean. Uh, so to me, if you look at like the topography of the region, it almost does look like if, if this region was kind of engulfed in water that this, this beautiful island would be sitting in the middle of this water that it takes a canal to get to. And there's this, this island also has three rings that is also similar to Atlantis. And if you're looking at the topography, there is like a mountain kind of in the distance. And I guess it would just depend on, you know, like um, what kind of water flow was in that region. But I mean, I think it would fit as to like kind of like where Atlantis would be. Um, I'll post a picture and let everyone decide for themselves. But I mean, it's very interesting just trying to figure out what the hell the structure would be in the first place. Um, but it's also called the eye of the Sahara. So, you know, if you want to do your own research or if you know you've ever been to it, or, you know, you have your own ideas of what Atlantis could be, uh, let us know. Um, like I said, this is one of the, this is one of the this is one of the, I guess, to me, the most plausible explanations. But there's also people who believe that Atlantis uh, was actually like a volcanic island that's actually more out in the Atlantic Ocean and uh, is just completely submerged after a volcanic uh, a volcanic eruption. So, you that know, it's some sense. I could I could see that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you look, like I said, if you even pull up like Google Earth, you can see kind of like uh, the topography of regions that would have like higher ridges and, you know, um, more uh, elevated elevated formations. So I think that taking things like that into consideration and figuring out where this could be is, you know, huge. But so basically this whole story of Atlantis came because like so-and-so's dad told so-and-so's dad and then he told him and then he told, you know, uh, Socrates and then Socrates, you know. So, I mean, it was just like one of those things where it was like, it was a legend, but who's to say it's not real, you know? Mm -hmm. So Atlantis, man. Atlantis. Atlantis. <laughs> <sighs> I I I wonder if there's like tours you can do for areas to like see Ugh. if you could eat. There's got to be somebody making their money being like see the cities of Atlantis or like see if you could find them here in our oceans. Like there's got to yeah, be Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing too when you think about this region is if you think about uh, completely unrelated, but I guess it's kind of related, how they found water erosion on the Sphinx. 
Mm-hmm. And they're like, how could this be eroded to this point without this area being at, at a completely different, um, like, different climate? So, mm-hmm. you know, that would kind of support if Atlantis was out in the middle of the desert, if the desert had maybe shifted, you know, what kind of climate it had. I mean, because this was like 9,000 years before Plato. So yes. we're talking, we're talking, that's a lot of time for, you know, Things different happen. types of like, yeah. So, yeah. That is a lot Crazy of time. stuff. So, Yeah. <laughs> A hundred percent. I guess the other thing that like we talked about sailors, we talked about things on their ships. Um, I mentioned lighthouses because you always see like, again, we talked about the movie The Lighthouse. You hear about like a lighthouse having either uh, a woman who's waiting for her sailor to come home or you hear that it's haunted. But I haven't found too many specific stories, right? Like I've heard that lighthouses are haunted. I've seen a list of them. But I yeah. haven't seen too many, like, actual spooky stories. Um, I was looking at one for St. Augustine, and it basically was saying that uh, they believe that, like, the previous innkeepers are ghosts who, you know, didn't leave the lighthouse. So, like, you could smell phantom smells. Like, um, there was oh. one na- a man named Peter, and he was smoking cigars. And so they yeah. say, you know, you could smell his cigar scent if you're in the one in St. Augustine. Like, stuff like that. Have you been um, to St. Augustine? I haven't. Have you? Oh, yeah. I went when I was, like little like I might have been like seven okay but yeah it it was cool but like I just wish I had been recently so I could actually remember it I just remember like going through corridors where I could actually like not have to like duck and I was yeah. like yeah <laughs> okay, <I'm> super <laughs> sure. no um but I've never been there but that's like one that came up right away I guess because it had been on like ghost hunters or some kind of like tv show like that uh the only thing I really saw from that one was that um there was a keeper named Joseph Andrew, and at the uh, at the top of the tower, um, he's seen pretty often. Uh, his presence in the lighthouse only could be explained by the fact that he fell to his death while painting oh. the outside of the tower. Um, so they say, like, his spirit is left there, um, yeah. and that was, like, an accident. Like, he didn't mean to fall. But other than that, I mean, there's just general, like, lore of, like, innkeepers and people staying there. I, I want to say that there's a Scottish legend of, like, a lighthouse and some kind of, like, almost, like, mermaid type of creature. Probably. That uh, sounds right. I feel like maybe I'm in this haze of where I read so much shit that it's all just melding together. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, oh, just like. Well, it's like today I was like, oh my God, there's a lighthouse story on Pokemon. But it was literally <laughs> like, I don't know if you remember, I don't know if you were into Pokemon like that, but there was a story where a woman, um, it was when they went to this one town and it was like the ghost Pokemon episode. And it was like, she had waited for her lover who I thought went out to sea, but I think he just went out to war and he never Aww. came back. So she turned turned yeah. to stone it was like this stone statue that was like haunting the area and stuff and like yeah. her ghost was there but where it was it was during like a lantern festival so they were putting like lanterns in the water and she was near yeah. the water so i was like it's a sailor story and i was so excited to talk about it today and it was not that he went to war uh- <laughs> but it was it was pretty close to that so i think oh there's my just, God. No, I love you hear it. a lot of that kind of stuff yeah yeah i i did watch the lighthouse by the way oh did you like it so I enjoyed it. I was expecting like a little bit more like horror. Um, but I mean, honestly, like I, I feel like Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe, I love them acting together. Like They should be together so- in everything. I love them together. Yeah, they were. It was, I just thought like it was a very well done, like very like in-depth, thoughtful, like drive into like what drives a person insane. And I just thought that was fantastic. But yeah, yeah I enjoyed it. 
Robert yeah. Pattinson looked 10 out of 10 yeah. in it. No, I'm like, damn, good. boo, keep that beard. Like, he, should, <laughs> he looks good in everything. I'm like, damn, Cedric, that beard. <laughs> He's so hot. Everybody looks yeah. Hot. Yeah. Especially so what's, what's interesting to me, too, is, like, William Dafoe was always depicted as, like, this, like, villainous character who just always looks like he has an evil look and he looks kind of hot in that so good for him oh i think he's sexy as hell too yeah it's the the craziness right it does it for you (laughs) (laughs) no i just thought i thought the end it was so good i thought it was i i enjoyed it a lot yeah um since we're talking about movies though what are some of your favorite like spooky ghost related movies we talk about ghost ship all the time absolutely love that movie what a great one um that's like one that really sticks out to me for like absolutely that was yeah same you put that on the list and i was like girl that was my number one too like (laughs) (laughs) um let's see uh there's a couple uh the fog yeah an interesting one yeah i actually really enjoyed that one i feel like i just actually watched that one recently because i don't think i'd ever watched it and i was like i need to watch all these movies did you watch the original or the remake Wait, I think I did the remake with uh, the girl from who's in it. The guy from One Tree Hill is that what is what he's in? I don't know. He's in something. I don't know. It's the it's a recent one. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's definitely yeah. a recent one because it was um there. It came out like around the same time as like The Mist, I think. And I was like, The Fog, yes. The Mist. We have all this stuff. Yeah, same yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that no, was kind of uh, interesting because it is kind of like about like I don't want to say like pirates, but it's like about like early like I don't know. It's it gives you early that vibe. Settlers. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. it's definitely that. And the original is like a John Carpenter film, anyways, which is always oh good. so yeah. yeah, we love to see it. Um, Blood Vessel. Do you remember Blood Vessel? No, I don't think I've seen that. Oh, okay, so that one's kind of like really cool. It's set in like the World War Two era. And essentially what it is is this uh, crew of um, seamen find this, like, abandoned ship or what they thought to be abandoned because none of the crew was inside. And then all of a sudden they go inside and there's, like, all this cool shit. And then there's, like, Nazi vampires, like, on the ship. Yeah. What? It sounds wild, but I'm telling you, I was like, damn, this is actually a good vampire flick. Um, I've never seen uh, I think it's on Shudder, actually. (laughs) That's what's up. Um, Have you seen Open Water at all? which so it's a um like a survivor horror and i believe they go either scuba diving um (sighs) but they basically uh find themselves stranded and so they're just stuck in the middle of the water with like nothing to grab onto and like of course sharks come up and all this other stuff oh that's Uh, not for me dog but yeah those are the type of movies that like freak me out because if something like that were to happen like i don't know what i would do because you're literally in the middle of nowhere you have nothing to um grab on to and that yeah. one's actually i i remember reading that it was based on a true story of two scuba divers oh, so no. uh i don't remember the ed dig i don't remember oh. like what happened to them if anybody you know um die i think one of them did die if i'm if i'm remembering correctly but the the concept of being stuck it, like that's the shit yeah. that freaks me out yeah oh my god just the thought of just like sinking into the ocean depths and just i yeah. don't know pass oh god um yeah we don't like that um there's uh the deep house which is actually kind of a neat one because it's uh, i think it's newer and i think it's on shutter too but it's basically like these people who uh excavate like abandoned places to find like old treasures or like um things that are worth money 
and they hear about this underwater house and uh they're like oh let's go let's go check it out and i i don't know if they're just filming it i don't know if they're actually trying to like salvage or scavenge anything out of there but um essentially they go and it turns out to be like almost like a satanic thing it's like yeah it took a twist and it's really fucking creepy uh, but that one actually wasn't bad because it's just got like the aspect of, of, you know, being in your scuba gear, running out of oxygen if you breathe too fast, you know, like stuff like that. So, and then it's, you know, you throw in some satanic dead people under there. Why not? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty wild. Um, I watched this movie. It wasn't like the craziest movie I ever watched. I'm pretty sure I got it on Hulu. Uh, it's called Sea Fever. And this isn't like a cryptid like ghost story or anything but it's a um movie of a marine biologist who goes out to sea with i think they're like fishing fishermen um and she's with them to kind of just like study stuff and um i think she also works with like what's the term sickness like sick things whatever yeah but basically um there is a virus like an infection that break out on the ship that they're on yeah uh, or the boat that they're on and so she's trying to like figure out what's happening but it's actually a pretty interesting story because again you're stuck in the middle of nowhere everybody's infected in the ship yeah uh, i know that people like compared it to because it came out in 2020 but it was filmed in 2019 so i know people were like saying like oh it's very similar to the covid stuff because it was right after covid happened oh uh, but yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely an interesting one um I would give it like a seven it's not the craziest movie ever but it was definitely a really fun one and i enjoyed watching it Oh, because you can't even drink the water. You'll go insane. Lose your mind. You know, come on now. When I was thinking about it, I was like, oh, the X-Files covers everything. And I just, I, I kept going through and I was like, what's the episode where there's sailors? Um, so there's an episode called Dodd Calm and it's the 19th episode of season two. And basically it's an episode where um, these sailors are out at sea and something in the water is causing them to uh, like rapidly Ooh. age. Uh, so I thought that was a good one if anybody wants something like sea related. And then the other one I thought about was actually per, like uh, pertaining to the Bermuda Triangle. And it's actually called Triangle. And it's the X-Files third episode of the sixth season. And that's basically where uh, a, a ship shows up and Mulder goes to investigate it. And then when he gets on the ship, he it's like a time. It's almost like a time jump to uh, back to uh, World War II. So uh, if you're looking for some cool X-Files episodes, those two are ones two that came up to like the top of my head. But I'm sure there's more that, that you know, have yeah. stuff. But No, I love that. X-Files always yeah. has our back. And I think that's like, <laughs> they always yeah. have something that we're like, yeah. even if it's like a, a small obscure thing, there's usually something in reference to it on there, which I love. Yeah. I mean, they have the Jersey Devil one. They have mm-hmm. a Bigfoot one. They've got, <clears throat> basically, they have the giant like fungus thing that's like actually based off of the fungus in, in Oregon. Like, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's just very I like, it. I guess, yeah. um, like SVU, for example, will uh, pick up stuff that's happening in current headlines and transport it to their episodes. Like uh, back when there was like yeah. the domestic case with like Rihanna and Chris Brown, they did a thing about that. But it was like an artist. So they did it in a way that's like referencing current. Media. Yeah. And I feel like maybe X-Files has done that with history, but also current things that was coming out at that time. So I yeah. really like that. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Pokemon earlier. So it led me to think about, are there like magic cards that are like, uh, like pirates or like, um, ghost ship? Like, 
I'm going to drop down a maelstrom and just sink your shit. You know, like, yeah, there's definitely uh, pirates. There's tons of pirate commanders that you can absolutely get. Um, I mentioned earlier that there was a sea serpent. When we talked about our sea serpent episodes, there is one called AC. Yeah. Uh, that is just a, a, I hate playing against it. It's not fun. So there's definitely lots of cryptids in general <laughs> in there, but there's definitely a lot of sea yeah. aquatic creatures and pirates. There's, there's like a freaking shark tornado. It's not called Sharknado, but it's basically that. Oh, and um, there's also a card that's called. I love that. It's, it's really hard to pronounce uh the triskaidekaphobia thing which is when you're afraid of the number 13 <laughs> there's literally a card named that oh yeah because we were talking about 13 earlier so there's one that's literally named yeah. that and it's like each player who has 13 life like loses the game so there's ways that they yeah. incorporate little things like that so i always find that interesting yeah yeah we love magic I, so like the cool thing is too is we we're talking like we know that metazoo probably has some pretty cool like oh, tons yeah. yeah like sea creatures and all that stuff so like that's what we're here for so so yeah if you have cool pictures of cards that are like related post them in our reddit because i i live for that so yeah don't forget to submit stuff uh to our reddit and then also if you have any stories of any weird like water or uh ghost stories that involve anything that's like uh, on the ocean or if you've just even like went over the bermuda triangle and you felt weird uh let us know uh campcryptedpodcast.com and there's a little contact section if you click on that and submit your story uh we may feature it on our future campfire tales episodes where we go through uh you know our listener and audience submitted uh stories so we can't wait to hear from y'all and while you're on campcryptedpodcast.com you can find all the ways to listen to us we're on way too many websites for me to name but we are on spotify and apple podcast if you'd like to leave us a review we're also on Pobby, which brings us to just about every podcasting place you can think of so if you go to campcryptedpodcast.com uh not only can you find a place to submit and find ways to listen but you can find all of our social media as far as camp Cryptid and erica and ifet go next week we're back with our third part to the series swamp so make sure you guys check out next week's episode and until next time we're your camp counselor signing off